Hey, pop punk enthusiasts, welcome back to another episode of Pop Punk Promo Podcast. My name is Sydney, and I am the host of this incredible music podcast. If you are new here, this podcast is aimed at promoting women and small artists in the scene. So if you fit either of those demographics, please reach out to me on my Google form at poppunkpromo.com to request your space as a featured artist segment. I built this community off of the idea that everyone deserves a space in the music industry, especially women in pop punk. That demographic of musicians is often swept over, and I really wanted to change that with my brand. I really wanted to focus about 80 to 90 percent of my efforts on women in the scene specifically and focusing on smaller artists as well, because as much as we love our favorite bands who are extremely successful, they don't necessarily need the promotion. And I really wanted to create a safe space for smaller artists to flourish just as much as the larger artists. I have been extremely blessed the last few months with the amount of incredible musicians I have met through Google Meet and I've been able to interview and even some of these people I've met in person as well and I just cannot believe the incredible talent that the world has to offer that not a lot of people know about. So if you are really interested in finding some smaller artists that you just want to latch on to and you want to be like, yes, I was one of their very first listeners. I was one of their first fans. You know, this is the best podcast for you to get that kind of content. As recurring listeners know, we are now on season three, which is insane. And I just can't believe the crazy amount of things that have happened since I started this podcast back in October. I have met so many people, like I said, and I've got so many artists reaching out to me. I'm reaching out to so many and finding so many incredible musicians that I never would have had I not started this about six months ago. If you want to join me on my journey to finding small musicians and women in pop punk, please make sure you follow me on social media at pop punk promo on all platforms. And also check out my website, poppunkpromo.com for all things involving the pop punk promo podcast. A reminder to everyone, I do have a merch store available and I am so excited to share this with you guys. I've got some incredible t-shirts on there. I've got stickers and there will be even more to come. So make sure you check that out every once in a while if you're interested in getting some pop punk promo merch. You can visit poppunkpromo.store to get yours today. All right, pop punk enthusiasts, let's dive into some pop punk news. This week, I'd like to highlight a very important topic to me. So as some of you may know, this month is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, and it is very important that we acknowledge that the world isn't always a very safe space to live in, especially for women, LGBTQ, people of color, all of those minority groups. So it is very important to me to speak on this topic a little bit. It's a really unfortunate world that we live in where I can guarantee almost every single one of you has either known someone who has been sexually assaulted, abused, or harmed in some way, or you yourself have. And it's just a really sad 
world to live in that we have to constantly be looking over our shoulders to make sure that someone isn't preying on us from afar. I've spoken out about this a lot on my social media, especially TikTok, about how this scene has not been safe for a very, very long time. And it is extremely unfortunate the amount of sexual assault allegations, cases, and stories from fans who were harmed by people that they looked up to, by people who made music that changed their life. And it is so scary that power can be abused so viciously. And I made this podcast as a way to kind of speak out about that and try and create a safe space in the scene because it has become so toxic and you don't know who you can trust anymore. As I said, there have been countless sexual assault allegations made against several early 2000 bands, and I wanted to take a moment to actually speak about some of the music that's been put out by women to talk about this topic and kind of help heal some of the trauma that has happened and speak out about how fucked up it is that we have to deal with this type of trauma especially surrounding music that we love. No person should ever have to feel the pain of someone violating them in such a private and horrific way. And consent is always, always mandatory. Please remember that, everyone. Um, I'm just so sorry for anyone who has felt this type of pain, for anyone who has been harmed by someone who you didn't give consent to, and I hope that you can find a place of healing because it is so important, and you are so loved, and you never deserved that kind of pain. The first musician I would like to speak about is Delilah Bond. She is a UK musician, and she's actually nominated for a Heavy Music Award, which is incredible. She is an independent artist. She is just a very headstrong woman. I believe she's only 25 years old and just such a powerhouse. She was known first for being the singer of her band Hands Off Gretel, and her name is actually Lauren Tate. That is her real name, and Delilah Bond is her bad bitch, boss bitch stage name. Delilah Bond is Lauren Tate's alter ego where she sings very heavy grunge type rap like hip hop in a way. It blends so many different genres. It's a little bit of pop punk. It's a little bit of hip hop. It's a little bit of everything. But one thing that it is for sure is badass. It is strong. It is female empowering. And she speaks out about sexual assault. She speaks out about how much harder it is to live in the world as a woman or as a minority. Her songs like I Wish a Bitch Would, Chop Dicks, and Dead Men Don't Rape all highlight sexual assault and the hardships that women face in the world being preyed on by men just for existing. We hear so often about cold cases where women went missing they were murdered. Most of the time, there is some sort of sexual assault involved, and it is just horrific. And Delilah Bond does such an amazing job at making you feel the rage and making you feel how we feel trying to live in this life where we are constantly being preyed on. Her song, Chop Dicks, does a really good job at explaining this feeling and even mentions, you know, 
women walking to their cars, holding their keys between their hands and their fingers to, you know, act as a weapon in the event that someone approaches them trying to harm them. And a lot of men don't really think about this. And women are constantly going to their cars, locking the doors immediately, and they always have some sort of protection on them, whether it be some kind of stun gun, whether it be pepper spray, whether it just be your keys in between your fingers, anything to avert anyone from trying to harm you. And she even has a lyric that mentions we're trying to listen to music, to pretend like we don't see you staring at us, all of those things. It's stuff that a lot of men or people who aren't a minority don't have to think about this. And it's just really sad and it's really eye-opening to listen to her music and go, holy shit, yeah, we are not safe if we have to leave our homes and feel like we need all of these different defense mechanisms just to make it to the gym or just to make it to work or you know to go out with friends or even just make it home it's a really scary life out there and you never know who is waiting around the corner and that's exactly what delilah bond's music is all about it's about opening our eyes to how dangerous the world can be and how we can try and change that next i want to talk about tilly's brand new song bless your heart so this one is a little bit more specific to religion and how there are a lot of predators in the church. And Tilly herself was actually raped by someone in the church when she was a child, essentially, and she's a teenager. And this is not uncommon, unfortunately. So she wrote this song to try and bring some power back into herself and to try and empower other people who have felt the same type of trauma that she has. Unfortunately, a lot of people who grew up religious have felt some kind of religious trauma, whether it be abuse from someone in the church, whether it be abuse because you are queer and that's not allowed, or anything like that. So if you identify with any of those feelings, if any of those things have happened to you and you feel trauma from religion in some way, definitely check out Tilly's Bless Your Heart. I think you'll find some healing from her lyrics and from the power that she brings into the song. Another incredible song to be highlighted during Sexual Assault Awareness Month is Praying by Kesha. A lot of you probably know that Kesha had filed a case against her former producer, Dr. Luke, for sexually assaulting her during her time that she was making music with him. She says that he was reportedly sexually assaulting her during the making of a lot of her earlier music, and he would hold that against her and basically just put her in a really terrible position. Now, Unfortunately, this isn't unheard of in the music industry, and like I've been preaching so many times, so many men in powerful positions in music will take advantage of women, and they will tell them they can make them famous, they will tell them they can do this, that, and the other thing, but they have to sleep with them, they have to do ungodly acts that they wouldn't normally do, and it's just for hopes of getting a record deal, of becoming famous, and these men claim they can do all of that, and maybe they can, but they should never, ever abuse their power that way. And I'm here on my podcast promoting women to prove 
that you don't need to put yourself at risk to become famous. There are good people out there that are trying to promote you, that are trying to help you succeed without making you do really gross things. Kesha's song, Praying, goes through how she felt having to give herself up like this just to get some publicity and just to help her music be heard. And it's a really powerful song and it really helps us understand what it's like for some people in the music industry who have struggles becoming famous and they end up on the wrong side of a deal and they end up meeting people who are actually really toxic and really terrible. So listen to Praying by Kesha. If you haven't heard it yet, it is extremely powerful. Next, we are going to highlight Heart Attack Man and their song, Cool To Me. Now, this song goes over kind of the ridiculousness of people when allegations come out about bands and there's always two sides of it. There's the people that believe the victims or the people that, you know, immediately say, okay, fuck this band. We're not going to support this. You know, we're going to wait and see what happens. We need to hear if they come out with an apology, if they come out with something, right? So they immediately defend the victims. But then there is another side where people immediately go, oh my gosh, that band would never do that. That singer would never do that. They are such good people and they would never assault someone like that. That's just not their thing. They're my friends. You know, I'm super close with them. They would never do that, right? And Heart Attack Man is basically showing how silly that sounds defending someone who you probably don't even know and it highlights kind of how we put our idols in this like rainbow kind of bubble and we're like they are amazing people they are incredible they are not capable of hurting anyone and it's really fucked up to have that kind of mindset because that puts a lot of victims at risk and it allows these harmful abusers to just keep getting away with bad behavior because their fans say hey that dude would never ever do anything like that and and that's just not true you know people whether you're famous or not are capable of doing bad things and it is so important that we remember that it is so important that we hold people accountable for their actions and finally with a very similar theme we are going to highlight Scene Queen's 18+. So it is very known that Scene Queen likes to stir the pot a little bit. She likes to cause some chaos and she likes to release some controversial music. Now, with that being said, she released her brand new song 18+, a few weeks ago. And this song highlights sexual assault and abuse in the music industry. And she basically calls out, all of the early 2000 bands who have had sexual assault allegations cases against them and she highlights all of the people who have come out saying that they've been abused by a band member at some point scene queen doesn't outright name any bands in the song but she does make a lot of heavy references like bras on a bus and she does use a three blank acronym for a band she's potentially calling out. She says the allegations that have been made against a member of blank, blank, blank are a matter we do not take lightly. 
Now, fans have had a lot of speculations for who this could be. And personally, I do not think that Scene Queen is coming after one band specifically. I think, you know, if the shoe fits, the shoe fits. And she even says that in the song. So there's a lot of bands, unfortunately, extremely unfortunately, that this song could fit for. And it's just something to be very aware of. And a lot of us music goers in our 20s now are realizing that there's a lot of really gross things that was happening, you know, at Warp Tour, at other concerts. And a lot of our idols were really just getting away with really shady things. And it's time that the scene changed. It's time that the world sees how disgusting that kind of behavior is. And we make an effort to actually create a safe space in music once again. Pop punk promo will always be a safe space for musicians, for women, for minorities, for LGBTQ plus people. It will always be a space where we can come together and we can love music for what it is and not for what it isn't. Thank you all for going on a little journey with me this week to highlight Sexual Assault Awareness Month and this is a very important topic to me and I hope you guys learned a little bit and I hope you guys find some healing and some comfort in some of the songs that I referenced today and make sure if you know someone who has been sexually assaulted or sexually abused in any way make sure you comfort them tell them you love them let them know that you are there for them and that you care because it is so important and if you yourself are here and you're listening and you resonate with any of this because you yourself have been abused in some way that you did not consent to. I hope you find healing. I hope you find peace. And just know that there are people out there that love you and there are safe spaces for you as well. If you or someone that you know is struggling with sexual assault, you can call the National Sexual Assault Hotline at 1-800-656-HOPE. That is 1-800-656-HOPE and someone will be able to help you get the care that you need. All right, pop punk enthusiasts, after a very long pop punk news segment, but also very important segment, it is finally time for the moment you guys have all been waiting for. It is time for this week's featured artist segment. Man, I have been sitting on this interview for weeks at this point. As soon as I recorded it, I wanted to release it to you guys immediately, but I knew I had to wait because I had a list of other interviews I had to give to you first. Needless to say, I am extremely excited to give you guys this interview this week. It is a little different than I normally do. Yes, this person is still a musician. Yes, they are still an artist. But what you might not know is that this person is behind so many of the incredible songs that you know and love. Up until recently, just before my interview with this person, I wasn't even aware of how many of my favorite songs this person was behind the scenes co-writing for. She's incredibly talented. She's an amazing songwriter. She's quirky. She's funny. She's silly. And she loves the color green. Can I get a drum roll, please? This week's featured artist is none other than the mean green songwriting machine herself. It is Kanner. 
All right, everybody, we are here with singer-songwriter Kanner. How are you here? Or how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm freaking great. How are you? I'm doing awesome. After some technical difficulties, we are yes. here. We are doing great. <laughs> we, did it. we made it. I'm so excited to have you on. Um, oh, thank you. Man, I, I've been looking through your social media and you are just so cool. So you're basically just a singer-songwriter is what I'm I'm understanding. And you've co-written with so many iconic people like Scene Queen. You've done Cody Carson, Katy Perry, Maggie Lindemann. Like it just goes on. That's that's so impressive. Do you oh, want to just... You. Yeah, you're welcome. Do you want to just introduce yourself to the listeners and just let us know a little bit about yourself, where you're sure. from, all of that? Yeah, so I'm Canner, which is my last name. I didn't make that name up. I was born <laughs> with it, so it works out. Originally from Chicago, um, grew up as like a little emo kid, listened to literally every Chicago emo band under the sun. Yes. Um, moved to New York, did the New York thing, and I've been in LA for like a hundred years. <laughs> been writing for all of my favorite bands and artists, and I've always been an artist myself. And I was like, you know what? It's finally time that I reintroduce the world to myself as an artist. Oh, that is so cool. And I'm so glad for you that you're finally going to be doing that too. Because like, obviously, you're so talented. I, I saw that you wrote or co-wrote on a lot of Bimbo Core Volume 2, which I yes. absolutely freaking love that EP. It's so good. It's so oh, fun. It's so fun. And that's that's so awesome that you get to work with all of these super amazing um, writers and singers. And it's just, that's just so cool. And I, I'm so glad to know that like the face behind some of the other lyrical genius too. That's just so oh, cool. It's so much fun. I love writing for other artists and bands too. It's just like, there's nothing like being able to sit in a room where there's no song and then you walk out and you have an entire song and it just came out of our brains of us just throwing shit around in the room. It's Oh, that's so fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I've, I've never actually um, interviewed yet just a so like a songwriter before mostly just musicians so like yeah. this is just super cool to get this side of it too because so many people like I didn't even know how many people truly go into songs you know like you think it's a lot of just the artists but there's so many people involved it's in a it. collaborative process honestly like you know my job as the songwriter is always to be there to help bounce ideas kind of just be like a sounding board to whatever the artist or band needs. And it's it's just such a joy to do. I, I love it. That's so fun. Um, do you want to just take us kind of on your journey of how you kind of started becoming a songwriter? What kind of inspired you to start making music this way? Just kind sure. of what's your story? Yeah. Yeah. So I always wrote like little songs in my room as a kid. And I had one of those like little yellow microphones where if you <laughs> sung into it, it echoed. Yes, I, I, was, those. <laughs> I was that kid for sure. And like, I forced my siblings to like do shows and I was like the star of the show and they were my backup dancers. So like <laughs> from, from an early age, my parents were like, oh shit, we, we have a problem. No, they were super cool. <laughs> but funny. I've always loved writing songs. And when I moved to LA, um, there was not a lot of like alternative rock stuff happening. It was very pop, which I love pop music. So we are here yeah. for it. And I was like, you know what? I know in my heart of hearts as an artist, I'm an alternative artist. And it's if people are scared right now, so that's fine. I'll let them be scared and I'll <laughs> build up to it. And I just started writing for other artists. And in turn, writing for other artists really helped me kind of define who I am as an artist and what my sound is like. Yeah. And so throughout the years, it's kind of been developing it through writing for other artists. And now I'm like, oh, we ready. I know exactly what this sounds like. Oh, that is so awesome. I'm so excited for you. And 
Yeah. So when are you coming out with your first song, like as yourself? My first song comes out this Friday. The it's 24th. this Friday? Oh my this gosh, Friday. that's so exciting. What's it called? It's called Bull in a China Shop. And it's oh my gosh. Uh, 93 Feet of Smoke, who's <gasps> incredible. That is so exciting. Oh my gosh, congratulations. I'm so excited you. that you're like finally doing this for yourself too. And are you going to be releasing an EP or like an album, do you think, soon? Maybe? Yeah, I think it, we're, now we're just doing a few singles to just get the ball rolling. But I definitely have in my head a vision of a body of work, whether that's an EP or an album or two small EPs. I, I definitely, it's all planned out. It's very green. It's very loud. I love that. Oh my gosh. How did you like come up with green as like your color? Have you, have you always just loved green? Cause that's just so interesting. <laughs> I've loved green forever. It's my birthstone. I'm a Taurus too. Ooh, so yes. I love, you that. know, we are crazy in the best way, but I, I started that. doing the green probably five or six years ago. Ooh. And, um, you know, with the red hair, it does look good. It's very poison ivy. But mm -hmm. I, I think it, there was a one moment in particular, I was at a festival as just like a fan and a listener, and I had a bright green construction vest on, <laughs> a bunch of glitter, and they somehow let me into places I wasn't supposed to be in because they thought like I was working or more important than I was. And it kind of planted this seed. I was like, oh, green is a power color. People think I'm powerful. So oh my gosh! People what they want. I love that. That is an incredible story. Like I, I was just like, oh, it's probably her favorite color, but that's actually hilarious. That is so awesome. <laughs> it was so weird, and I was like, oh, like a light bulb went off. Like, oh no, no, this is it. This is my power color. I mean, green is also associated with like it is kind of associated with power and like richness and money, yeah. you know. So like, yeah. it just has a high value to it. I feel like people just don't look at green that way ever so it's it's cool I love that you just like branded your whole aesthetic off of the color green that's so oh cool. yeah no it was a very serious brand choice everything is green every day I'm in <laughs> do you take pictures of scene queen and you're like Cosmo and Wanda ain't oh slick. you have no idea if we got a dollar for every time someone's been like oh my god yeah it's <laughs> so funny I love it's that yeah and they they're like two colors that go together really well too because I had pink and green hair for it was oh, all of last so summer. Cool. It was it was probably one of my favorite looks I ever did. And I'll probably do it again sometime. But for now, we've got the pink and we've got the purple. And that's how, that's who I am. I love it. Yeah, Thank it's you. the best. Scene Queen is one of the people who truly understands my commitment to green because hers is the same thing. <laughs> Absolutely. And we text each other back and forth things. And I'm like, yo, girl, I found this for you. Back and forth. It's great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What has it been like working with Scene Queen? Did you guys, were you guys friends before you guys started writing music together? Or like? We were introduced very briefly and we I guess we had met in a party and I was like how did I miss my wife like she <laughs> she's literally one of my best friends I'm so lucky to write with her she's just such a special being and we had one or two sessions and then we we're like oh no we're like freaking frack like we were meant to be in a room I oh just remember gosh. I like suggested something ridiculous and she's like oh no, no no even more ridiculous I was like oh I just found my soulmate like we are Oh, like, that is just, so fun. It's so fun. I love writing with her. We just have the best time. Like I leave crying and laughing at the same time. Oh my gosh. That is like the best energy too. Like if you're going to work with someone, you want to make sure you guys like laugh with each other, have a good time. Oh yeah. No, oh it's gosh. ridiculous. I'm always like, we should be arrested. Like I cannot <laughs> believe you just said that. Oh my gosh. And then judging from like the lyrics of some of the songs, like I'm sure you've come up with crazier things than what even makes the songs. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, crazy. No, we, we started taking account of like certain words or certain phrases that we've said in songs. Like the upcoming stuff that we're working on is 
insane. I'm so proud of her. She's such oh a gosh. badass. I can't wait. It's it's so exciting. And I haven't met her yet. I can't wait for the day I get to meet her because she is just such an icon. And oh, it's fabulous. So she's are one you. Of, she's, you know what? She's really like for all of the fabulousness. She's one of the most kind, loyal, amazing humans I know. Yeah. True. And I, I definitely get that. Like, obviously, she's got her Internet persona, but like you can tell deep down she like truly cares about people and what she's doing. And especially with 18 plus, it's like, yeah, it's it's a tough song to have released. But that it means a lot to people in the scene who have dealt with this kind of abuse, you know, so yeah, it, it really means a lot. I'm I'm really proud of that song that you guys made. It's it's a great song. So. Yeah, I'm honored to be a part of it. It's just, yeah. you know, we, we make music as artists to to say shit, to like move the needle a little bit. So Absolutely. I mean, at least that's why I got into it. It's like, you know, there's music, different music is made for different listeners. And I make music, I want to make music that stirs shit up a little bit. So yeah, I, I appreciate that so much. Because like, when I first heard Scene Queen, I was like, Ooh, do I like this? And then I was like, Hmm. And it took me a minute. And I was like, I do like this. This is so good. You know, because she yeah. definitely has an edge to her. That's like, it's not everyone's taste, which I understand, but like what she's saying is so important. And what it's you guys brilliant. write about is just, it's truly important for the scene, for women. It's just, yeah. It's all, I'm just so proud of her and like to be a part of it. I'm always just like, thank you for allowing me to, you know, help you share your message. It's just so fucking cool. I'm so it's proud. Beautiful. I, I love the beauty of songwriting. It's just it's so beautiful. And I haven't gotten the chance to ever like songwrite with anyone or really try but I, it's something that I think would be really fun to try someday because it's just it's so empowering and it yeah. really is I mean words are really powerful and melodies and lyrics and I just it, it's such a cool like it really feels like a superpower being able to do it I, I'm so grateful that I get to be a part of it yeah that's so awesome oh my gosh and I guess my next question for you then so obviously you're you're a woman in the industry and you do songwriting so like how has that kind of affected you in the industry how has being a woman affected you like getting your foot in the door how have you kind of felt that pressure oh my god I mean I've been in LA for what feels like a hundred years <laughs> no one has handed me anything I've yeah. had no shortcuts no cheat codes like <laughs> I had to start literally from nothing and just, I just remember when I first moved out here, I was going out every night trying to meet people, going to like hotel cafe, going to shows in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like, I don't even know half of the things, but it, it really was like just chipping away mm -hmm. and getting people to know who I am as a person and then maybe getting in sessions. And a lot of it is like, oh, okay, I met them five years ago and now I'm doing something that they're interested in. Yeah. It, it's been, I feel like I'm constantly having to prove myself, but I love it. It keeps me in line. It keeps me in check. Like yeah. I, I'm very grateful every step of the way to be where I am and just as a woman. And it's always such a treat when I get to work with other females in the industry and we can build each other up and then be like, look what we did together. Yes. Oh, that's so empowering. And yeah, I, I'm so glad you said that though, because I, I do know how hard it is for women in the industry to like get their foot in the door to be like, hey, I am someone that you need to watch for, someone that is worthy of being in the room. So like, I'm, that's so cool that you just go to random places because like, I am not very extroverted. I try to be, at least I pretend to be, but I'm like, for me, that is so hard to just walk up to people and be like, hey, look at this thing I do. Like, yeah, you know, like that's, that's so crazy to me. And like, I admire you for being able to do that because oh, that's you. something that is like, 
would be hard for me. I feel like, you know, you'd be surprised. honestly, you'd be surprised. And what's cool, especially right now is women in the alternative scene. It feels now more than ever so welcoming. Yeah. And like you see someone that kind of looks like you and you're like, I got you. Yeah. And it, now more than ever, I truly feel like you can walk into a room and you, you know, you see someone that's got a cool outfit or tattoos or like awesome eyeliner and you're like, these are my people. And and you just know you can go up to them and you're like, hey, come like hang out with us. And and it really, I really feel like now it's like so just like welcoming. Oh, that's so fun. I yeah, I I'm definitely getting better about that as I grow older. But for a long time, especially when I was like a teenager, I was always like, man, I can't like go up to people. That's so nerve wracking. What if you think I'm weird? You know, like even um, I met Taylor Acorn like a couple months ago at one of her shows. And I was like, I want to interview her so bad. My friends were like, just talk to her. And I was like, oh, I'm so scared. So they like waved her over for me and she was so nice. And now we we talk occasionally and she's just, she's the best person. So like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm a big, I always kind of, even if it's scary, like I kind of force myself to do it. I'm like, you know what? What's the worst that can happen? They they don't talk to me, fine. Yeah, what's the worst that happens? <laughs> yeah, 99% of the time it's, you know, you got to shoot your shot. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess speaking of shooting your shot, so Let's talk about TikTok for a second. Do you, do you I'm assuming you utilize TikTok a bit to, yes. to promote content. So what what kind of stuff have you post, posted on TikTok and what's kind of been your experience with the platform? I, I talk a lot about songwriters. I talk a lot about like just being green, mental health stuff. <laughs> I, you know what? I think it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's allowed a lot of artists and bands to spread their wings and reach a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, it's it's a lot. It's like being an artist is a full-time job that like you you want to clone yourself. You're like, I need to be doing X, Y, and Z, but I also need to be posting on TikTok, doing this. It, it's great. I think it's a great platform, you know, with any social media platform, there's always the pros and cons. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, my friends who are like killing it on there, I'm like, I'm like, they're marketing geniuses. Yeah. Like it's brilliant. I really respect the hustle. I'm on there for sure. Um yeah, yeah I, mean, I think it, it does what it needs to do. It's, you know, it's like any social media platform. Yeah, it's it's definitely a difficult platform, though, because I feel like so many of us, like, we try so hard to make something blow up and we're like, it just won't. And then you, like, take five seconds to do something and it blows and up. That's and that's what blows like, up. Why? Why is this the way it is? Because <laughs> we're at, when we're out of our heads and we're not thinking about it is when I guess we're like in our most like pure and like whatever state. So I know. I think the thing that I find most frustrating is obviously controversy sells and so I'll post stuff that I'm like oh I want people to know about my my podcast you know and then I posted like scene queens audio with 18 plus and it got like 52,000 views and I was like whoa controversy sells like obviously it was a point I wanted to make but I was like whoa that was not yeah, the one I was are thinking. nosy at the end of the day like people are so nosy like, yeah, it's crazy. I'll, like, I'll find myself watching videos of literally the most mundane shit, and it's people like, oh, my God, my upstairs neighbor, da 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 and we've had a kerfuffle with them, and, like, talking. And I was like, <laughs> like, why am I watching 30 minutes into this? I, I'm so invested. People just want to be invested into something so, like, minuscule. It's so true. They're like, oh, my God, they're going to go break up with their boyfriend. I need to Literally. know. And then they're like, watch for part two. And you're like, I didn't want to go look at part two. You're, you're like, like, yes, I need to know if you and Brad and Chad broke up. <laughs> yes, I need to know the tea. Like, 
Yeah, that's so funny. TikTok is a very weird platform, but it has been very, very good for musicians as well. So yeah, I'm glad that you've at least found a little bit of success in it, even the craziness of the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. And then I guess my next question for you is what musicians kind of inspire your personal music style and who are kind of some of your favorite music artists? Oh, my God. Well, so, you know, I grew up in Chicago during the emo scene and I loved it. I was a huge follow boy, Panic at the Disco, Avril Lavigne, Senses Fail, All American Rejects, but I also like loved the Spice Girls and all the boy bands and all that stuff. So that was definitely like my childhood for sure. Absolutely. Um, There's so many incredible artists right now. Like all of the artists that I get to work with have all inspired me. Like, you know, Teen Queens definitely inspired me. Um, Royal and the Serpent, Set It Off, everyone that I've worked with has somehow kind of like dropped a little bit of their own like badassery in my own stuff. (laughs) I love freaking uh, Ash Nico, Um, I'm a big K-Flay fan, I love Paris, Um, Bring Me the Horizon, Grandson, Dwayne. Oh my Uh, gosh, have you gotten to work with Dwayne before? I have. He's literally the sweetest and nicest. Oh my gosh. I, I know him from Water Parks actually, because they're my favorite band. And oh, yeah, great. I love Water Parks. They're so good. I'm I'm wearing their sweatshirt right now. Yes. Um, I yeah, Dwayne just gives the best energy. He just seems so sweet. And I got to see him when he um opened for the fandom tour. So yeah, yeah he just seems so great. That's awesome. He's literally the nicest and most supportive. It's it's so fucking awesome. Like I just I love working with artists who I'm like, not only are you talented, but you're such a solid human being. Yes, that's the best. Oh my gosh. But yeah, those are all amazing, amazing icons. And I guess my next question then stems off of that. So who would be like, who do you want to collaborate with next? Like who's kind of like on the list that you're like manifesting that you get to oh, work with? they know. I've told them. You've told them? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I mean, I'm listen, you know, Scene Queen is on there and she knows. I've made it very abundantly clear to her. Um, Lolo's a really good friend of mine too. Yes, I love her. She's so I sweet. Joke, I joke that the three of us are going to do a tour called the Unholy Trinity Tour. Please. Oh my I, God. Like actually. Oh, no, I'm manifesting that. They know. I've, like, told their managers and agents. But, like, it's, like, the the emo Powerpuff Girls. Literally. Oh, my God. Please. And then if you do it, make, like, shirts that with oh, all three I, of you on it. I want it so bad. So they, they know that's definitely a tour that I'm going to, you know, keep pitching until it happens. Oh, my God. Please do. And if you do, come to the Midwest and come to Minnesota because that's where I am. Oh, yes. Because, <laughs> no, like, some people come to Minnesota, but not everyone. They go to, like, Chicago or, for some reason, Milwaukee. I don't know. But, like... It's, there's a lot of space over there. I've been I've been to Minnesota, too. Minnesota rocks. Yes. There's a lot of really good venues here, too. Like, we've got First Ave. We've got Varsity Theater. We've got, like... We've got so many amazing ones here. But I think people like Milwaukee for the rave. Have you been to the rave before? No, but oh my I god, mean, it's it's crazy. It's got like a haunted swimming pool in it, and like oh, I know what that is. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's got like a huge ballroom, and that's where they hosted Sad Summerfest. Um, yeah, yeah, summer. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a crazy venue. It's really cool. So like, I get it, but <laughs> I have to still drive like five hours to get there. <laughs> Minnesota needs love too. We got to do, even though it's cold as fuck here. But you yeah, know, 
Chicago girl. I know. I remember fucking going to school and like falling down the driveway in the snow. <laughs> and then being it's like, terrible. mom, I have to change my outfit. No, seriously. It's so bad. Like I, I, I was walking home from class one day, luckily, and it was actually in Wisconsin. I went to college in Wisconsin, but like there, I just slid on some black ice, didn't see it, totally fell on my ass. And luckily I was coming home, but I was like, my entire ass was oh, it's, so, it's so like, worse. If you know that <laughs> feeling, you know, you're just like, I hate everything. Please. I know. And then you're like running late and you have to go scrape off your car and you're like, oh. And then like, you're like bleeding and you have a bruise and you're like, <laughs> I want to die. You're like, this is the worst. It's it's just the worst ever. Like, I love Minnesota for a lot of reasons, but there's also a lot of reasons I hate it. So, <laughs> but anyway, come tour to Minnesota. We have fun here. Right. You're like, come, please. <laughs> please. You won't fall and you won't, you know, right, scrape you up yourself. Shit. It will be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Okay, so I guess um, speaking of like, you know, you doing your own music and stuff, are you planning on touring anytime soon, sort of around your own music and like with your own name and everything? Oh, I'm so ready to tour. Like, I'm I am such a performer at heart. Yeah. Like, I, I am so beyond ready. I would hop on a tour right now, but there's literally not enough Cantor songs. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I mean, um, you, you could always do like covers and stuff. If oh, you really yeah, no. Wanted to. Or oh, you, I, you do covers yeah. songs you've written for. Like, literally, I've done <laughs> a few do of those. Oh, yes. I've done a few of those. It's fine. Yeah, I'm Ooh. ready. I think as soon as like the batch of songs is ready, I will hop on whatever tour or show will have me. Oh my gosh, absolutely. That would oh, that would be so fun. And I will come see you literally yes, whenever yes. you're around. Like I am I am not, you know, against traveling to go see artists either. Like I do it all the time. Like I'm taking a spontaneous trip to go see Grayscale and Taylor Acorn like a week from today. And oh, it's just like awesome. Oh my God. I'm so excited. So yeah, whenever you hop on any tours, I will be there. I am so oh, excited. You're so sweet. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yay. Well, that's amazing news. I'm so excited for you. Me too. Okay. My next question for you um, is a little bit of a tougher one. So you're a songwriter, obviously. So I hope this one like hits you a little bit, but what is one song written by another artist that you wish that you would have written yourself? Oh, there's so many good songs. I <laughs> Oh my God. Let me, I have like a running list because they're so good. <laughs> Um, I'm glad you have a list. That's amazing. I didn't even prepare you for this. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Well, first of all, these are just, oh, Best Friend by Doja. Ooh, yes, 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 yes. That is like, a great song. That is like, it's just so fun. I love it. This so weedy and Doja, like it's so good. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I wish I would have come up with that shit. I love it. I know. I, I personally haven't, like, I don't dive into mainstream pop, like, very much. And the only times I ever really hear it is either on TikTok or other people playing it. Yeah. But, like, I was watching RuPaul's Drag Race the other day. And yes. they, they, they had um, Doja Cat's song, um, Bitch, Boss, whatever it's called. I'm a bitch. You know? Yeah, yeah, that one. And then I was like, oh my God. And I already knew the song, but I just couldn't get out of my head after that. So I was like, playlist right now. And I just like can't get it out of my head. (laughs) It literally like that song. It's so good. I'm here for sometimes you just gotta go to those catchy earworms. And I'm like, man, I wish I would have written this. So good. Yes. Is there's so many good songs. I mean, like Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus, too. I'm like, yeah. 
that like digs <laughs> into my soul. Yeah, it definitely is a very deep song. She is very inspirational. And I love how much she's just like changed with herself throughout the years too. Like she's just so unapologetically herself. Like I love it. She's when, an icon. I would love to open for Miley Cyrus in her rock I era. Could see it. I could absolutely see it. I just want to do what with her can't be tamed. Yes. Oh my God. That would be beautiful. Yeah. That would be so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Okay. My next question for you. Um, what would you consider to be the coolest thing that's happened in your career so far? Oh my God. The coolest thing. I mean, I think definitely one of the biggest things was getting to write for Katy Perry. That was insane. Dude, that's crazy. I saw that on your Instagram and I was like, how? Like, can you explain how that came yeah, to be? It was wild. So first of all, I'm like big on manifesting. Like if you want something, fucking put it out there. Yeah. I remember I was 16 years old and like, I think she, she had like an E behind the music thing or one of those, whatever. And one of her managers was like being interviewed and it said his name. Yeah. And I Googled it and I emailed him music. Like who told me to do that? I don't know. <laughs> but he responded, which was crazy. That is like, insane. Wait, you were 16 when this happened? Yeah. I, so I randomly emailed him and he responded. And so that moment's like stood with me. Yeah. So so fast forward to a few years later um, and we, the, um, the songwriters and producers that I co-wrote the song with, we got the brief and it, we, we kind of knew it could be for Katy Perry. Yeah. And we were like, you know what, let's just see what happens. And, and we wrote it and we sent it in. And like, you know, with that stuff, you never expect it. Like, you're just like, yeah. sure, okay, it'd be cool. And then we kept getting emails back being like, they love it. It's in the running. Okay. It's getting closer. And we were just like, is this really happening? Is this fucking play about us? That's, oh my God, that is just it, so crazy. <laughs> it was insane. And then, you know, it was like in the middle of the pandemic. So like things kept getting shifted over and release dates and videos. And when it was released, it ended up coming out like around, uh, of my birthday and it was just like it was the most insane surreal like just manifestation just complete like that is literally <laughs> I was like oh my god I was like how I was like this is insane like you never like in your head you believe it and then you're like holy shit like Katy Perry is singing words and melodies that I was a part of that's crazy I would literally never be able to stop talking about it I feel like that's just it was insane. insane it didn't feel real for a very long time I'm sure yeah did you like get to talk to her about it and like meet her or no, no I still haven't wow. met her but I would love to and be like hey girl be like hey I wrote some of those words like yeah <laughs> it was, I remember the moment when I first heard her singing it and I it was sent to me I was in a session and I ran outside the studio I knew exactly where I was. Like, it was wild. And I heard it and I was like, holy shit. Holy fucking shit. Like, my oh head Oh, my God. Yes, that is a very cool moment. I I would scream if that if anything like that ever happened to me. Because, like, obviously, she is a very high-profile musician. Like, that's yeah, it was wild. Wow. Congratulations, by the way. Like, that is just so cool. And I can't believe that, like, this started back when you were like 16 as well. The so it was like that, a long time coming, you know? <laughs> but it was wild. And honestly, I mean, for me, the most exciting part is that I finally get to release my stuff as an artist. Like, it's, yes. that's my true form. Like, I love performing. I love writing. I love just like connecting with people about like, you know, whatever we're going through. Like, 
I, I just feel really honored that it's finally my time to yes be I'm my so excited friend. for you like that's as cool as it is being a part of them it's like obviously you want to do this for yourself too you're like I want people yeah. to know who I am which is yeah. always so important um I guess my my question for you is like where where have you performed before like since you haven't like officially come out as like an artist yet so I've performed a lot around New York. Um, it's smaller and bigger venues. I've done some of the hotel cafe stuff around here. I've actually been a part of a really cool singer-songwriter showcase called Jesse and Friends. Ooh, exciting. And she highlights singer-songwriters who have been in the scene for a minute. And, um, you know, we get to perform songs that we've been a part of. Um, and it's it's fucking awesome. But yeah, I, I was it was crazy. So I was at uh, when we were young fest and Royal was performing and she's like, just come and jump around on stage. Yeah. Oh, my and God. I was like, <laughs> so like I've been on stage there. That was sick. And then Stand Atlantic, who I'm obsessed with. Oh, and I freaking love them. <laughs> they're the nicest people ever. I love them. Bonnie was like, I'm, I'm going to butcher this Australian accent. So bad. she's like, hey, you want to come perform Death Wish? And I was like, what? I was like, I don't even get to write it with you. She's like, yeah, just come perform the second verse. At the I would place. I would lose my shit like, it was just like uh, it was, and so I got to do that a few months ago and that was really fucking cool like oh my god I hadn't been on stage singing like that in a minute and I was so nervous and so excited but like again people in that scene they're just so kind and lovely and the fact that she went out of her way to ask me if I wanted to do that was that is so cool and she's so sweet I love her so, like she's so fucking crazy i love her like like her and she's amazing i'm, I'm obsessed with her all of stand is amazing oh but like that to me like those are the moments that we live for but it was so awesome i was like this just gave me that kick in the ass i was like oh yeah no yeah. it's time it's time that is, oh that is so awesome and oh my god i have such a, a soft spot for mickey from from sand atlantic too because oh. like oh my god every time i see them he always looks right at me and throws a pick at me. Like, he's just the best. I'm like, thank you. You were so Everyone sweet. Everyone like, <laughs> is amazing. They're amazing they're, and I love them so much. Amazing. Yes. Okay. We are running a little low on our time here. So I'm just going to finish this off with our last couple of questions. So, sure, no stress. All right. What is one piece of advice that you'd give to new musicians who are hesitant about making the jump into music? Oh my God. God bless you, sweet baby angel. No, <laughs> it's fucking hard, man. It's not easy. It There's a lot of up and down. There's no middle. You feel really high highs and really low lows. It, it's worth it. Like if this yeah. is truly what you love and like, this is, this is the, the fiber of your being, keep your head down. Just keep doing it. Like you're going to hear a billion no's. Like I'm still hearing those and I'm like, whatever, fuck you. It's yeah, like, you know, you can't I work go... with scene queen, like fuck off. <laughs> yeah, literally, I'm like, <laughs> it's like, you know, you can't go in through the front door, going through the window, going through the back door. Like it, it takes time and everyone's journey is different. Like just because, you know, if your friend has a viral TikTok hit, that doesn't mean you're better or worse. It's like everyone's journey is different. Absolutely. Love yourself. Remember why you do it. Yes. Oh my God. I love that advice so much. Cause I feel like so many people just get stuck. Like, do I make the jump? Do I not? Like, is it going to be worth it? And I think everyone just has to go do it. So just do it. So Fuck it. Life is short. Do it. Life is short. And you never know. You might get that message back from Katy Perry's manager. You never know. You never know. It's people like you that like need to inspire us to just go for it. Cause you just, you never know. <laughs> 
That's awesome. All right. So I guess my last thing here before we wrap this up, is there anything else that you want listeners to know about you? Anything that you want to kind of say, you know, before we wrap um, this up? Sure. So my first single, Bull in a China Shop, comes up Friday, Woo! featuring the incredible 93 Feet of Smoke, who's yes. an artist I get to work with. He's fucking awesome. Um, you know, I, I just, I'm unleashing the, uh, the inner bits of my brain. My music is loud. It's unhinged. It's in your face. It's literally just everything. I have a, you know, a serial case of word vomit. So <laughs> if you like, you know, unhinged, mentally ill, fun people, like come on down to Canterville. Like, <laughs> oh my God, we need to make an ad for it now. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just, I, I'm here. Like I get it. I've. I'm just here to unleash the chaos. Yes, I'm so excited. And you just have the best energy too. You oh, have the best, you. the like kindest, the greenest, the best energy. The greenest <laughs> and the bestest. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Cannon. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I am so glad that we got to have you on and I'm so excited to share you with the world. It'll just be oh, so exciting. You. Yeah. You're so fucking awesome. Thank you. Oh my gosh. And congratulations on, you know, becoming an actual artist now releasing your new music and I can't wait to see what comes around for you so oh oh I will let you know don't you worry oh, yes and then don't forget just keep on just smashing your fist in the door in the window wherever you got to go and just exactly. keep, keep causing chaos like you already yes. do <laughs> oh, thank you. you're fucking awesome oh thank you all right well thank you for stopping by all right see you later bye all right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed my interview with Kanner. She is so cool, like truly the best human being. And I hope you guys felt that amazing energy in the interview. I had an absolute blast guesting her. Like I mentioned, up until only a few weeks prior to interviewing Kanner, I had no idea the incredible amount of weight she held in co-writing so many of my favorite songs. And how many of my favorite artists she's actually worked with and co-wrote for. So if you didn't know that either, I hope you guys learned a little bit about her and I hope you guys think she is just the fucking coolest because she truly is. If you're interested in following Canner on Instagram, it is at Canner Time and you can follow her on TikTok using the same name at Canner Time. She is always posting about all of the artists that she works with. She is always wearing green. She is a fashion icon. She is hilarious. She is entertaining and talented, and you will have no regrets following her. So I highly recommend you keep up with her and see what she is up to. Make sure you stream her brand new debut single, Bull in a China Shop, featuring 93 Feet of Smoke. Now remember, even though this is Canner's very first solo single with her own name attached to it this is far from the beginning of her music journey she has written and co-written with so many incredible artists like maggie lindemann tilly and her best friend scene queen and as she mentioned she even got to write for katie perry which is fucking amazing so make sure you guys check out her brand new single with her own name attached to it bull in a china shop it is fucking fantastic i've had it on repeat it is amazing make sure you check her out with that this is where i'm gonna have to leave you pop punk enthusiasts i really hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode highlighting sexual assault awareness month and i hope you guys loved our featured artist canner if this episode resonated with you make sure you share it with a friend who you think would love it as well 
Also, make sure you rate us five stars on Spotify if you love our content. It really helps us out and makes sure that we can continue to give you amazing content every single week. Make sure to pick up some merch at poppunkpromo.store. We've got some amazing t-shirts and stickers you can pick up. Again, this also helps us financially to make sure that you guys get incredible content every single week. And if you guys are interested in a little extra content, make sure you subscribe to my Patreon. You do get a heads up on who the featured artist is every single week. And you get a few other little perks here and there. I will be including a 15% off coupon code for my store for all of my patrons. So if that's something that interests you, make sure you check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash poppunkpromo. Make sure you follow us on social media at poppunkpromo on all platforms to keep up with everything relating to the Pop Punk Promo podcast. I hope you all have an incredible week, pop punk enthusiasts. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today, and we will catch you again in the next episode. See you later. For more information on how you can be featured on Pop Punk Promo, visit poppunkpromo.com.